0: Thank you for joining Christine Crockett-Smith as she shares insights and parenting strategies from her gold medal winning book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had, a great resource for peaceful parent-child relationships.
1: Hey there, how are you? Thank you so much for being here today. Whether it's live or whether you're watching it later, we're here today to talk about my book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You Had. But really, we're talking about more than my book because it's really kind of... A movement about making sure that adults clean up their stuff and don't pass it on to their kids so thanks for being here thank you Anna Xavier my producer I'm so grateful to her and I don't want to forget to thank her on the end so I'm gonna thank her on the front here and I have a guest today that I'm really excited about Shawnee Ritchie. hello hello how thanks, are you I'm good thanks for coming well, do you thank want you to for tell me yeah you want to tell them a little bit about who you are as a parent um I'm a day-to-day parent
0: because everything is so busy all the time and i'd like to think that i'm one of those parents out there that is that just kind of takes things day to day but i'm hoping that i'm making i'm not making the same mistakes day to day so that's oh my gosh. i know i know especially with three children so it's a little bit tell me about difficult. your kids boy girl um ages. i have three children the oldest is sophia She's my miracle baby, I like to kind of say that. And my middle is Kara, my mini me. And my youngest is actually also a miracle baby because she was. he was my 40th birthday present and his Lachlan is actually gonna be turning six in Thanksgiving this year.
1: They're all little miracles, aren't they? They are. They are. So, I I love what you said about a day-to-day parent. I just read, I wish I could remember where, but I can't. Maybe I will in a minute. I read today about how um, parenting changes every day because we change every day, and they change every day. Like, who they are when they go to school is different from who they are when they come home from school, because they've learned things. They've grown. They've had interactions with other people. So... Anytime a parent, you know, digs in with and decides some kind of a rigid set of rules and how they're going to do it, they're kind of missing the whole point. But I know people that
0: dig in and sometimes I feel guilty when I don't dig in because it feels like I'm... Not having the structure that other parents say I should have right. I've read every parenting book out there because three is different and In every one of them um, I think that a lot of them is like you have to have a rigid schedule when they're two months old I'm like they're two months old, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't even have a rigid schedule when they're two months old. So How can I expect that from them? But I, I, you know, I'd like to think that I learn, especially from them when they come home, because they're the ones that teaches me what their mood is on a day-to-day basis. I can have the most horrific day at work, but then when I pick them up and they're happy, my whole world changes, right? Because they're telling me about their world and their day. And I think as a parent, we, we quickly learn that our view of the world changes when you have children, because all of a sudden they become your world. So I, I, I'd li- you know, I, I say that I'm a day-to-day parent, and,
1: and that is the absolute truth, because everything changes. I think that's brilliant and genius and the only way to do it. And you know, you, you mentioned that your world changes when you have kids, in ways that are really indescribable. You know I remember when my f- first daughter came into my life, my stepdaughter, I suddenly cared about what happened to the world 100 years from now. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yes. Prior to that, I honestly hadn't even considered it. It was completely irrelevant. All I thought about was, I mean, sure, I was in my 20s, so that's all I thought about was myself anyway. But when you start thinking about their lives 60 years later, their kids, their kids, it changes everything.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that because I, I... Lachlan was watching television the other day and he saw a commercial on, remember that wildlife fund that you you saw when you were a kid, right? Around Christmas. Christmas, yeah, and so he said, mom, this is the last tiger in the world. We need to go save this tiger because I want this tiger to be around whenever I have children. And I'm like, he's five. Right. And he wants to save a tiger. And I'm thinking, you wanna want me to pay money to go save a tiger, right? And he's like, Yeah. So we need to do that. That's we have to add that to our list today. Aww. And yeah, and you're right, because you know, when when we're in our twenties, it's always about what am I gonna drink tonight? <laughs> or <laughs> what am I having for dinner tomorrow? It's never what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna That's wear? A big one. I know. <laughs> or it's and but in when you have children it's like, man, I better whatever decisions I make today, good, bad and different, will make an impact on what they're doing tomorrow. And so you start thinking about the world around you. And you know, and you just start thinking about everything you're seeing in the news and and you can't help but think that What I say, what I do, things that they see me say or do impacts that. And that's why I absolutely love this book. And and I just want to tell you, I absolutely love this book. I read the intro and I'm like, I'm totally hooked. I, I really love this book and I'm making notes Aww. on my Kindle and I, I want to tell her, you know, everything was resonating, even at the intro portion of it. Oh, so I want to let you know that.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. And we are here today to talk specifically about mm. the two justice and humility. We don't have to stay on that if it goes somewhere <laughs> no, else. No,
0: it's funny because, uh, you know, and we are. And so, and when you sent that to me I'm thinking, man, she chose one of the two, two hardest values in these books oh gosh but you know but you know I justice was, is one of those things that it's funny because it was something that I thought about as I was reading it because it's all about discipline and punishment, right? And it, it has to it has to kind of really match that. And I love the examples that you used in this book because I'm thinking, man, I wish I would have done that when she did that in the book. And so, and we actually used one of them. And I'm going to tell you how. So, um, so Kara and um, Sophia are maybe um, three or four years apart. And they're fighting. So my twelve year old daughter is going into the preteen years, and so everything is horrific, right? And so <laughs> it's tough. I know. It's and so tough. they're fighting, and they're fighting constantly. And I grew up in a household of three uh, three women, and you know, and we fought all the time. And it's to me, it's part of growing up. But it's really difficult for my husband to hear that all the time because he thinks that World War Three is happening <laughs> every. <laughs> (laughs) fight so the other day as as I finished the chapter on justice and they were just arguing like crazy we couldn't figure out why and it was it totally something that didn't matter just didn't matter but you can tell that in their world it mattered at that time and they were so hurt and they were so hurt to the point that they were just like being hurtful to each other you know, in the words that they're saying and so I said and I thought about the book and I'm like you know what I, how do I really diffuse this right it's all about that because I'm getting I am I feel I felt myself getting angry because you know it, it was almost five o'clock I have to get dinner on the table and I had a long day and, and I'm hearing this and so I said okay we're gonna you know we're gonna try this from Christine's book and so my husband actually started and said Okay, Kara, Sophia come out here and said, Sophia, I need you to turn to your sister and tell her you love her and give her a kiss and a hug. (laughs) I know. And Kara, I want you to do the exact same thing. Turn to your sister and tell her you love her and how much she means to you. And I kind of watched it and they were like, dad I am not going to do that and I'm like no I said it's a good idea let's try it a little bit versus me yelling at both of you and punishing you for fighting again over and over and again let's let let us have you defuse it and so having them go through that exercise really kind of minimize whatever angst they're feeling with each other right and um, whatever punishment I could have given them would have been a lot worse than having just really approaching it this way and what I wanted to say was, both justice and humility really goes back to the first master value, which is love. And if you've, I'm telling you, you gotta read this book, because the most important master value is the first one, and it's love. And, and I think there's a parent, whether you're a single parent, whatever parent, that if we just really think, just go back to the most basic parenting skills of just loving them and teaching them that the most important thing is just having, having them love each other, Versus yelling at them and and just really feeding into their anger that it really helped them realize how to communicate better with each other.
1: And one of the things about that that I think can be such a a moment-to-moment guide as a parent is remembering how you wish it would have been done for you. If you were in that situation, if you were one of the girls and you were in a fight with your sibling... How would you want your parents to handle it? It wouldn't be some kind of a punishment, it wouldn't be yelling, it wouldn't be blaming, and it wouldn't be taking sides. And that's one thing that's really hard for parents in that particular situation is you want there to be peace in the family, you feel like it's your responsibility because you're the adult in the room, and quite often we start trying to figure out whose fault it is, who started it, you know, who's on the wrong side, and that's really not the point because we don't know and there's no way we can know, and... Quite often, the conflict between siblings comes from wanting attention from the parent. i'm I'm glad you said that because um,
0: there is some truth to the middle child syndrome, some truth to it. And you kind of see it and, and and at times, I've seen it with with Kara that she that she's really exhibiting that. and 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 so, um especially with Lachlan, who is my youngest, you know, the rumor is he's my favorite, which is not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they could see inside your heart and see that you've got these three equal sizes,
0: and um and so I think a lot of the fights that I see really stem for a lot of them is because one of them feels that we're taking sides, and mm. and it's hard. Am I, am I have I done that? Absolutely, of course. Have, have I been guilty of that? But um, like. I I said my parents and I love them because they taught me so much just didn't handle it that way and it's but I I think it's the way they were raised as well And, and a lot of that is reflective of the way we were raised and the way we saw and so I think that when when somebody asks me how do you feel like you're a better parent my first answer is I think you're a better parent when you break a cycle when you break, oh, when you shiny, break, I love that. when you break a cycle of what's been done before, that what you, what learned behavior is, that it's something that that you learn. You know what? That's how either my parent or somebody that I trusted dealt with that, and it didn't make me feel good. It didn't give me the right result. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be
1: better. That's the key to content. That's parenting right there. Is just, just changing that don't do it the way it was done do it the way you wish it had been but done. but it's
0: hard it, it is it course. is and that's why i say i'm a day-to-day parent because it's consciously doing that every day and do i fail absolutely every day absolutely. <laughs> every day absolutely. and it's but I, I i have to just um a friend of mine actually told me today this morning he said you know what you you could be hard on yourself,
1: but stop kicking your ass all the time. Take it's a truly, break. Truly. Take a break. It's in the book. Failure is just feedback. You can't ever really fail as a parent because you're trying so damn hard. Do you do things that you wish that you would do differently the next time? Sure, Absolutely. But that's where the lesson is, right? Yes. It's like just pay attention to it. Go. Okay. Oops. Nope. Next time. Okay. Reconnect, and then just move on. I know. And but but I think that you know.
0: I think sometimes the hardest is when you do make those mistakes, right? It feels like it takes a long time to, to get that trust back. And, um, and and so to me, I think the hardest to me as a mom is when I know I'm consciously making that mistake. But man, at that at that right now at that moment in time, it's the easiest thing for me because sure. so much is going on. And I know at that point that I'm going to have to rebuild it. But I yeah. make that choice anyway, only because sometimes... I have to have a break, oh. and, and that's and that's hard as a parent because you're like. Parents don't get a break. Mothers don't get a break. I'm like, oh, my gosh. If there's one thing I can tell parents out there, take the break. Oh, take my the gosh. moment. Take the self-care. Self-care so Because important. you're going to need it when in those moments when you know you're going to make those mistakes. You know you're going to hurt their, their feelings. And, and because there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. I know there isn't. There isn't There isn't anything wrong with that and knowing that and feeling awful about it. And, and, and I think as a parent that... The worst we could do is dig in. You talked about digging in and saying, "I am not going to say I'm sorry because I am right." But more often than not, I say I'm sorry <laughs> to my children. I'm admitting that. I say I'm sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you today. That, I, they learn that it's so okay to make mistakes and when I'm you sorry do that. that. And, um, and so, and you know, I'm hoping that if there is one thing that they can take from this whole modeling and you know, whatever it is that that we're from to when they're 18 is that it's, it's okay to
1: make mistakes. It is okay to move forward. Thanks. So, yeah. That's a huge lesson that we can give them by not trying to act perfect. And, you know, you've mentioned guilt a couple of times and you've mentioned, you know, feeling really bad when you've made a decision that you wish you'd made differently. And I have a saying that I believe in my heart that Guilt is only useful when you have intentionally harmed another person. And I hope parents are listening to that. And I hope I'm going to say it one more time just because I think it's really important. Guilt is only useful when you've intentionally hurt another human so when you're a parent and you're parenting and you're doing the best you can and you're doing all the other things that you're doing you're a busy damn woman doing so (laughs) many different things and you're gonna get caught up in a moment where you're over here doing this and they're over there doing that and you have to whatever but there's no room for guilt there's it is so unnecessary and it doesn't serve anyone because you were not setting out to hurt them you were not setting out to harm them it was just a thing that happened and so I think parents have got to give themselves a little bit more of a break. That means you, Shawnee. <laughs> I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
0: but those moments happen. They and do, they but don't feel guilty about them.
1: Okay, good. And I just <laughs> erase and move on. I'll forget
0: it. I'll just like move on.
1: And yeah, and and you can just say to them, "Oops, that's not probably how I should handle that. I probably should have done it this way. I'm going to try to do it that way better next time." Okay. Anyway, next. I mean, you know, just <laughs> and you know what? What what I've learned, I'm really. Very good at
0: is really saying, you know, I'm sorry. I should not have yelled at you that way. And and owning That's that huge. So owning that. So parents sometimes don't huge. own those mistakes because they're
1: so afraid. They think they have
0: to be perfect.
1: I think I have to be perfect, Christine. <laughs> Do you know what you're teaching yes. your kids? If you if you present as having to be perfect, uh, you're telling them you, they got to be perfect too. I know, and, and I've seen that. And that's and so, not what we want to tell them, because there's no such thing. And if you think, if you're a perfectionist and you think that perfect is the goal, then it's never good enough.
0: Well, I've, you know. No matter what you do. I learned that when um, Sophia said to me, um, she said, um, when she, we were going, she was going to school one day and she said, Mom, you know, I just, I just kind of want to let you know that she's doing something. She goes, I just want to really live up to what you do. And I'm thinking, you're 12, you have so much more in your life to do I said why would you feel that way and she said because I see everything that you do that you do for others that you do for the organization that you do for your work that you do for us that you do for so many so many people that I just where I just hope in my life that I could be that amazing, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you think I'm amazing with oh. <laughs> all the mistakes I'm making. Mm-hmm. You the think I'm am amazing, um, but you're right. And so sometimes, as parents, we want to be perfect because we think back on our parents, and while they were not probably perfect in our in in some of the things they've said and they've done, they they really want us to strive for perfection. And and I think as parents, what I really love the one thing I really took away from this book is that sometimes as parents, we don't love our children the way they're born, mm. right? Because um, because we tend to mold them in our image, in how we view the world and the way we see things. But you've mentioned this, and you and I have spoken about this, sometimes we have to just love them for who they are and who they're born with because they have the spirit in them that they have a purpose. And if we can just really support that purpose and just, just really, you know, Support that and just love that purpose that,
1: that whatever it is, and, and we may not know, and we may not know, but letting them know they are worthy and they are enough, regardless of what they do. Do
0: is is all of, is is the world to them it's
1: empowering
0: and um and I think and so and and I know some parents and I know some parents that tend to mold their children that have their lives planned out for them and what where what school they're going to go to what things they're going to do and then I'm thinking man there's, there's eight, no room for the child in <laughs> there they're eight years old yeah. have give them an opportunity to play have an opportunity to see what they want to do to expand and that there are no wrong answers that everything that they want to do is amazing and great and if they want to be a chef one day rock and roll whatever the next day or a marine biologist or absolutely just want to write a rap song right. just do it right. just do it and um, because based on really what when I, when I got out of this book is at, at the very end of it is that when we as parents don't embrace who they are because sometimes it's a reflection of what we've done and or what we felt that our parents did to us, then we're really failing them, I think, and that we're not giving them an opportunity to be who they are.
1: Yeah, One of the most important things I do in raising consciousness is helping people understand that what we as a society have expected as measures of success And it might be having gone to that school or gotten that trophy or or that athletic success or that job or that financial or that car or that business, that home. There are so many people out there who've checked all those boxes and are friggin' miserable because they haven't done the inside work, because they haven't understood what is really, really important, which is human connection in my opinion, spiritual connection an understanding that we're all in this together. And as a parent, if you haven't done the work to figure that out for yourself, you are going to go into raising your children with the expectations of society that all those things are what makes us happy. Now, I'm not saying any of those things are bad because <laughs> they're not, but they should be like the icing on the cake of having that internal peace and comfort and connectedness that I am worthy I am enough and then all the other stuff can come and and just be an add-on to it thank you for making that point that because it is one of the two main premises of the book is they all come to us as who they are on their own journeys and our job is to figure out who that is and and when you have two or three they're all different too we can't try to have one box to try to make them fit in so thanks for mentioning that.
0: Yeah, and, and I think now you know we live in a society where, where it's very social media mm. savvy. And I think as, as a parent, it's, it's more difficult, actually, mm. to raise children in this environment because they do give them an opportunity. They do just show them, oh, instantaneous success? Absolutely. Be an inf- influencer? All you've got to do is get on all these social media. And so it's, it's instantaneous. And it doesn't, I think sometimes that when 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 we let social media just really parent our children sometimes and it's sometimes it's easy right it's easier because it, we're so busy but but i think that now at this point that we, we have to do our due diligence to, to really connect and I, that's key too is connecting with our children because i think if we don't connect with our children it's more difficult in the long term and you know, I, we, I try to connect with them on a level outside of technology, outside of that. Um, and that just sounds so corny, right? Because everybody's like, yeah, I have to come. But man, I, you know, I like having dinners together. I like having breakfast together. I love Saturday mornings when we
1: do nothing kind of a thing. We used to call them jammy days when we literally <laughs> went to bed in the same thing we woke up in. Like oh. just totally hanging at out
0: at, at house. house, and um, and so you know, I just I just think now in the environment that we live in, really connect, really connecting. Now there is a difference because there is a superficial connection that we get, right? So important, but truly connecting and understanding
1: them, it's so important. You have to allow. Not for just the quiet moments, not just the sitting there in silence for a moment. You have to allow for the quiet expanses of time. Like we're all sleeping in and we're not doing anything until, you know, whatever the thing is in the dinner. Because... Those are the moments where they're able to sit in stillness and quiet and silence without anything going on or distracting them. That's where the thoughts come. That's where the questions come. That's where you really get to hear what they're thinking and feeling. And you know what? That's where they get to really feel what they're thinking and feeling. Because when we throw all these distractions at them all day long with the go to school, the extracurricular, the be on Facebook, the watch TV, they don't ever have time To just let thoughts and ideas come to them. I used to, I think I wrote it in the book, but I used to write nothing on the calendar, like on a Saturday. Like when I realized we'd been going, go, 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 I'd write like nothing. So that when somebody would call or something would come up and somebody would go, hey, you guys want to do this? Because that's always there, right, Shawnee? I mean, today... There's 15,000 things to do every freaking day. And most of them are really fun and exciting. Yes. And I would write it down so that when somebody would call and invite us, I would remember, no, that's a protected day. I have no idea what we're doing, but it's going to be just us. And we're going to just hang out. Maybe we'll go on a picnic. Maybe we'll go on a walk. But I protected those chunks of time so that we, we wouldn't get distracted. Because if you don't do that, there's always something to go to do. There's always a party or something to do. And... You know, those quiet moments
0: turn into teaching moments. I think oh, sometimes, just, just in, um, and you know, as 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 because we're busy as as a family, and and so um, we have to really try to incorporate those quiet moments, and um, and you have to be what, really I, conscious about. Yeah, that. you have to be really conscious about that because then that's when you really, you know, you really kind of dig in on what's happening with them, and then, well, yeah, and you kind of start teaching them about um, which we're going to get into humility and things like that here in a minute, and so but. Some of that stuff, you kind of start teaching them and really hearing what's happening in their world. It's everything. So... It's um, everything. It is everything. And so, but it's hard. It is... Man, I can tell you, I can do the most amazing 10 things during the day, but I will do 30 things that are difficult and hard and mistakes, and um, and it's hard to not focus in on that 30 because because sometimes sometimes the 10 that you amazing things
1: that you could do on a, on a daily basis gets lost, and so you have to be really aware and conscious of making sure that doesn't happen. You know? Yes. You got to give yourself the attaboys, even if it means writing them down. You know, even if it means like starting that list in the morning. <laughs> I, I bought a journal. I'm hoping that that would good. help. Because <laughs> good. Okay, so here's your first assignment with your journal. Write Kay. down only the things that went right for the first 30 days.
0: Oh, yep. you know what? I could do that. Yep. Do I that. could do that. So I'm going to do the the only thing that goes right because then the I can. Right. Yeah, because, and, and we, I was talking to a friend of mine about today that, that whatever you think happens, right? And so whether or not you think you're, a, if you think you're a bad parent, you're going to be a bad parent mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're an amazing parent or you just you just did something good for the day through, with your children then the universe is gonna say that's absolutely how your world is and your universe is the way you see it and I think as some pa- I think when parents just say it was a really bad day today and I'm thinking wait a minute stop, it stop. because think about the most amazing thing that happened today could it be that when you picked up your children they had the most amazing day and they told you about their day Focus in on that yep. because for a moment then everything that went bad it yep. goes away yep. and and so your perception it only lingers
1: if you focus on it
0: and I you know and it, it I'd love to say I don't do that but man I, it's just hard not to sometimes whenever that's okay
1: you're gonna get over it because the next 30 days you're gonna write down <laughs> only the, things that only went well. the positive and, yep, things and then it's gonna become a habit I want to say just one thing about humility because I think it's the most important thing for all of us humans to embrace, and definitely for us to teach our children, that the simplest way I can define humility is by acknowledging that we all have equal value. All 7.5 billion of us humans have equal value. Nothing you do or say or be can make you better than anyone else, and nothing anyone says or does or bees <laughs> can make them less than you. And I think if you go forward with that as your guide, that. You see every single person in the world that you come across as having equal value, you'll get to that connectedness and that oneness and that understanding that we're all in this together um, more more easily. And I'm sorry, (laughs) I know you're not even going to believe this, but our time is up
0: kidding
1: is it really is it really we, we have know. moved through that fast I know I could talk to you oh for an hour gosh, and a half sorry. but I know so. no no it was awesome thank you so much is there anything that you want people to know about what you're doing in the world um, and how they can find you you know and what support the,
0: the, you I call my fourth child is Independence Gardens and it's just right. the most amazing organization and if you're a parent out there that understands it's school lunch has not been the most amazing thing in the world well what we're trying to do is we're trying to connect kids to food and we're doing that through Independence Gardens and we're doing that through um, um, what we call our organic outdoor learning spaces to our Come and Eat It campaign where we have chefs cook with kids and we think that it's important that when we connect kids with food they're able to make healthier food choices. So if you could just go to independencegardens.org and just kind of check us out or um, on Instagram it's igardensrev or you can just come see me because I will apparently I will go through I will go through my 30 days and I will actually Instagram because when you put it out in the oh, universe I, love I know right it, it comes true so follow me on Instagram it's at shawnee R it's C-H-O-N-N-I-E-R and um, and we can talk about master values all day
1: because I'm going <laughs> to make you accountable girl I'm going to text you if well, I don't see that post you know what
0: i said this now <laughs> yep. so I'm going to go home right what happened you know what happened today and I am going to post that um, cool. because I, I do think that that's important it so. does it sets the tone for everything that's going to come after is, because I we are Set for an amazing year.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs) So, if somebody's interested in what you're doing, they can find you, they can support you. Of course, every nonprofit needs money, so you can help that way. Absolutely. And thank you all for being here and happy parenting.